Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 470. Follow your dreams, live your passion. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Ron Fellows. Ron, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Buckled in, ready, Mark. All right. Green, 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 as they say in racing, and you know a lot about that. Ron Fellows is recognized as one of North America's most versatile and successful road racers winning races and championships from NASCAR to long-distance sporting events. He's co-owner at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park and partner at Ron Fellows Performance Driving School. As a charter member of Corvette Racing, Ron was part of the historic first victories for the iconic mark in 2001 at the Rolex 24 at Daytona, the 24 Hours of Le Mans, and Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring in 2002. He has a 21-year relationship with GM's racing division, and in 2007, Chevrolet introduced a limited edition Ron Fellows ALMS GT1 Champion Corvette Z06. How cool is that? I think that's the only time they've ever done something like that. I have number one. Well, even that's even cooler. Man, that's really cool. He was inducted into the right. Corvette Hall of Fame in 2011 and 2013. Ron was inducted into the Canadian Motorsport Hall of Fame. Ron, I've told our listeners just a little bit about your vast history with racing and driving. Would you take a moment to share a little bit more before we get into the questions about your career and, of course, your passion for automobiles and racing? Yeah, my my passion for automobiles is really uh, through my uncle. He was into rallying, and uh, he was the one that taught me how to drive at the age of 12 or 13. And uh, the passion for racing was ignited here. I'm at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, which is... uh, formerly Mosport International Raceway. And I was sitting about right here where the new event center is where we're sitting. There used to be a grandstand. And this is where looking out, seeing the Formula One cars come around way back in 1969, that was really the the spark that ignited uh, uh, the the passion for cars and racing within me. As a Canadian boy, not interested in hockey, I want to pursue the racing thing. And although easier said than done, that was, this is where it started. The concept of, of wanting to become a professional racing driver is, is not an easy one. 
in, in sporting terms, the, the sticks and the balls and the gloves are expensive. Timing is everything. Uh, getting yourself in position to, to get some recognition. And it's a bit of a catch-22 to get access to the good equipment. Uh, but I've been, I've been very fortunate to have uh, uh, some great support over the years, early in my career development. Yeah, just uh, I love car racing. Always have. It was, it was in the soul. Even closing in on 60 years old, it, that burning passion is still there. I know I, I can't compete at the same level I used to, but uh, I still love it. And I'm thrilled to be part of it uh, with uh, a track that I grew up learning how to race on. And, and with my partner, Carlo Fidani, uh, we've transformed uh, this iconic place in Canada from that uh, was built in 61 and just uh, completely transformed the infrastructure to bring it into the 21st century. And then my long relationship with GM, it's fantastic to be able to have the, uh, the driving school with all Corvettes and, and Part of that deal, when you buy a seventh-generation Corvette, it comes with a heavily subsidized two days two days of uh, training at our school. Yeah, we'll do five or six thousand a year, uh, Corvette wow. owners and enthusiasts. So it's uh, it's fun to be part of that too. Oh gosh, yeah, wow, that sounds amazing, absolutely fantastic. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in informing your life and your success, and it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars. Yeah, I know you love to drive, so Ron, take yeah, the wheel. There's, um, I have a, I don't know, I'm not sure who gave it to me, but I have a paperweight that I got for, on my desk. That was probably 30 years ago, but it's pretty simple. Never, never quit. <laughs> and um, when it comes to trying to be a professional anything, particularly a professional athlete, you just can't give up. If it's if it's in you and it's, it's a, you know, if you can't go days or minutes without thinking about it, then it's that's what you need to be doing. Yeah. And, um, yep. but, yeah there were certainly bumps in the road in terms of the you know getting out, getting the, the money to, to race, but you know, just I never gave up, never yeah. never quit. The other one is, um, and I'm not sure who said it, but it's um, basically in the lines of do things right and do the right things. <laughs> yes, somewhat akin to the golden rule, of course. Never give up. I've had so many racers on the show here, and I hear that from them over and over. Every single racer has said that, and anyone who watches racing and follows racing knows that. Do not give up until that last checkered flag is waving yeah. above you because you just never know what's going to happen. It's the same in life. It's the same in business. Yeah. and So uh, it's a great mantra to have for sure. Ron, would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? Is, is there a pivotal moment in your life when you look back when you really realized that you were a car guy that you wanted to be a racer? Yeah, I would say, again, being at the Canadian Grand Prix here in 1969, that was, that was it. And, you know, seeing the Formula One cars come out on track for the morning warm-up on Sunday, it was the first time I, it was the first car race I'd ever been to. It was an ignition to where I wanted to be on the other side of the fence. Sure, and sure. That, that was really it. And, you know, always interested in cars, going to car shows and but the, the fascination for me was the, the competition, the, uh, the technology, and, um, and going fast. Absolutely. Well, let's go back to 1969 for just a brief minute. Who were some of the drivers back in 69? I'm thinking back to time. Who are some of those drivers that we can kind of reminisce with here? Yeah. The um, 69 world champion was Jackie Stewart. Sir Jackie. Sir Jackie. Jack Yicks was in that race. Uh, uh, Jackie Stewart, rather, the 69 world champion. Jackie Yicks was in the race. Jean-Pierre Beltoise. Who am I missing? 
Denny Holm, oh, uh, yeah. Bruce McLaren. <laughs> Some very big names. Graham Hill, yeah, he was yeah. in the 60s. Yeah, there's, yeah. I mean, there are all kinds of icons of the of Formula One that were in that race. That uh, and the, oddly enough, the first car to come around was the uh, was it the Matra. Wow, what sound it made! Yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> yeah, very cool, very cool. A little walk down memory lane there. Well, Ron, what I'd love to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl into the hood and talk a little bit about a huge challenge or even better, a great failure that you faced along the way. You chose a career that is fraught with ups and downs and things that yeah. are out of your control. And I mean, so many opportunities for challenges and failures. But if yeah. you could share one with us, and more importantly, how did you overcome that one situation and what did it teach you? Yeah, so... In the, uh, this would be the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, you know, my passion was, was single seaters and I was in, uh, in Formula 1600 and got myself into terrible debt and not having uh, a wealthy family by me. It was, it was on me. So I worked in construction, uh, natural gas, small natural gas pipeline work. I was a machine operator. That's how I managed to finance my way. But then I got myself in terrible debt and I had to stop racing. And I was out of it, uh, I guess maybe four years paying off the debt. So, and that was, that was tough. You know, I had an awful lot of debt, uh, living at home, basically just working to pay it down and not racing. It was, it was painful. And I, I never gave up on the dream of, of uh, wanting to race and be a professional racer. And I got myself in a position to uh, get back in and in 1986 in Canada, there was a, General Motors actually started a, a single make series. So they were Camaros and Firebirds, the F car, the F body cars. And it was, it was national TV and it had prize money. Uh, it was called the Players GM series. And these were, you could drive the cars to the track. That was a turning point for me getting into that series. And I managed to, uh, not only learn how to race, but I, because of the, the marketability of the series, I learned to do some, uh, some uh, sponsor uh, gathering. I learned to do some marketing. And that was a you know, sort of turning point part two. Yeah. What was the biggest takeaway from that challenge? For most people, you go, oh, my gosh, you were out of racing for that long a period of time, and you found your way back in. So as you look back at how you got yourself in that position, as so many people do in, in business and in life, they get themselves in a debt situation that just starts to kind of you know, crumble in on top of them. What's a great takeaway you can share with our audience to help those people that might be heading down that path, down that, that road? Or already are in it and are trying to see their way out. I, I just didn't lose sight of, of my dream, and yeah, it was it was difficult to, to to not be able to race. But I, you know, I I just continued to work to pay down the debt, knowing that you know I'll get another chance. I, I stayed focused on, although it was difficult thinking, you know, what's next? What could possibly, you know, what could come up? But the the, the break for me was that uh, players GM series, of basically a showroom stock Camaro. Uh, that I could buy, finance, <laughs> and also get to and from the track, provided it a wreck. Yeah. <laughs> but as I said, that was, you know, just staying focused and, and on the goal, not, not letting the dream die. Yeah. And coming back to that mantra, never give up. Never, ever quit. Yeah. Even if the yes. road has a fork and you've got to take a little alternative route, yes. get back someday. Several forks. Yeah. Yes. Hey, those forks, and they can come at you from all directions. So. Yes. <laughs> Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I like to call a career aha moment. It's a time when those driving lights come on and kind of illuminate our way for a, a new idea or a new direction, a new path in our careers. 
Tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into a success. Hmm, aha moment. I, I, you know, I think I'll relate it to, to some big, some big wins. And one of the sponsors I had here in Canada, a mutual fund company, uh, McKenzie, the, the president was a fan. And, uh, this is, I believe, 1988. I won the, uh, the support race for the, the GM series at Montreal and also the downtown Toronto IndyCar race. You know, those were the two biggest races, uh, Formula One in Montreal and IndyCar in Toronto. Right. And as a, as a reward for that, for those wins, he helped sponsor me to get into the, to the Trans Am series. And I managed to get a, a win in the Trans Am series. I'd say actually right here. Nice. <laughs> at Motorsport Park. So that would be the aha moment. It really transformed. It, it, it opened doors south of the border to get hired in sports car racing. Fantastic. Now, how about proudest career moment? I would assume you've had many across the years, but is there one in particular that really stands out for you that you could share? You know, the uh, I'll have to say it's being part of the Corvette racing program from its inception. You know, we started, uh, you know, when I got hired by, by her official in GM racing in, 90, in the fall of 94, we did a couple of years in the Trans Am Series in the Camaro. And then when Herb, uh, when my contract was up and they started talking about we're going to take a, build a Corvette and go to Le Mans. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Count me uh, in. I'm there. Yes. Pratt Miller Engineering, which was the, the race team, uh, GM's factory uh, race team. Yeah, we had four guys, a pickup truck, and a trailer that we went to our first test with. And, uh, and that was in 1998. So we basically tested for an entire year, the fall of 97 through the entire 98 season before we got into our first race in 1999. And... I would say, given that the goal was take a Corvette to Le Mans and win, winning the class at Le Mans in, in 2001, uh, we had two that year. So the Rolex 24 at Daytona in January of that year in 2001, and we managed to win it overall with that Corvette, and then the first class win at uh, Le Mans. That was spectacular. Yeah, I've heard that from so many of my driving guests. Le Mans is like the creme de la creme de la creme. I mean, just the effort and work there is so intense. It is a, it's a very, very, it's the toughest race. And, and it's a, uh, the 24 hours of Le Mans is a test of man and machine. And I think it's in that order. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it, it's a, it's a long race because it's almost nine miles around. You can, it can be raining in sections of the track and dry in others. And it takes on a completely different personality at night. Very difficult to, uh, to see at night sometimes. Sunrise and sun up are, are also treacherous. To win and be in the top step of the podium is just, it's unreal. I got goosebumps just thinking about it. Well, congratulations. Awesome work. Let's have a little bit of fun here. What was your first really special car? And I'll include if you want to talk about the first special race car you ever jumped into and strapped yourself into, but maybe you could share a memory of that vehicle. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a, I was thinking our, our Chevy Malibu classic station wagon that we hauled by. <laughs> go-kart stuff around <laughs> well you know i'm sure that was very special <laughs> uh, yeah it was it was the, the family the family car turned into the uh, uh the track car the, the transporter yeah, yeah. I, I think you know probably the the in terms of uh, the race car the, the, when i got my license it was in my uncle's race car and it was a b sedan datsun 510 oh cool and uh that was a neat that was a really neat little race car Managed to, uh, I think I was probably 18 or 19 years old when I got my racing license and, and began to race that. Did a handful of races and I think it was probably 70, 1977 or 78. 
That was a really neat, really neat car to race. To get on a racetrack for the first time in a race car of any sort, those are those moments you never forget. The, the smells, the sounds. That was cool. That was a neat, uh, a neat time. Yeah, absolutely. Those are cool little cars. Now, how about Sellers Remorse? Is there a vehicle you've let go over the years that you really wish you had back in the garage? Um, I, you know, I probably say my 1986, um, Players GM series Camaro. I just couldn't afford to keep it. Um, <laughs> but that, that, that was the very first year of that series. And I wish I'd been able to keep that car. I do have my 1989 championship car from that year. All right. Um, but yeah, that 86, that would have been, uh, that would have been nice to keep that one. Yeah. I'll bet. Let's talk a little bit about the new year here and what you got planned in 2016. At the racetrack, your driving school. What projects are you working on there that really have you excited and fired up? Well, we've got a. Uh, I think probably you know here at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, we've got a we got a full calendar again. We we open our week our racing season here uh, Victoria Day weekend, which is the weekend before the U.S. Memorial Day weekend. So it's a it's a holiday weekend. It's a big camping weekend here at the track. Uh, we've got the Pirelli World Challenge Series here, NASCAR Pinty Series, which is the Canadian NASCAR series, and a host of support races. Um, the big we have vintage races in June. We have the, uh, the IMSA WeatherTech series, uh, the sports car series, formerly American Le Mans that I used to race in is here in July. And then, uh, super bikes mid August and the Labor Day weekend, the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series and a Chevy Silverado 250. So we've got a full slate and this will be our second year for our new, uh, uh, karting facility. So excited to see, you know, the, the youth development in our karting facility. So yeah, it's a, a great year here and, and certainly with uh, the performance driving school and, and our relationship with uh, with the Corvette and with our sponsors, Michelin, huge deal. Huge deal. The, the seventh generation Corvette is a spectacular piece, oh, yeah. and, and it's been incredibly popular. And with, with Chevrolet adding the the, the uh, subsidized two day school to attend our school, us being the exclusive home, we're now the high performance, the official high performance driving school of Corvette. Very cool. Um, yeah, we got lots going on, and and. The nice thing is I still get to go to the to the races. I still work for Corvette Racing as a, an ambassador and, and uh, advisor. So yeah, plenty on the go, Mark. <laughs> I think you do have a lot on your plate, so on your track, as, as we should say. So very cool, very exciting. Uh, I hope some of our listeners, a lot of our listeners, can get up to the track and watch some of these events. Fantastic. It's such a great, great venue that you have up there. And we, and we got the, we have the U.S. dollar will work for you up here. Absolutely. Yeah. Now it will. We've got a little flip flop going on as, as dollars do and currencies yes. do. So yeah, you can uh, stretch it a little bit further there. So now here's a very introspective question for you, Ron. If you were a car and I'll include the word race car in this question, what kind would you be and why? <laughs> oh boy. I'd love to say a Formula One car, but I'm too big. <laughs> well, there you go. So you're on the right well, track. You're answering yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm going to have to say just uh, hopefully just an exotic sports car. An exotic sport. Okay, well, I'm going to narrow this down a little bit. So if we had to choose an exotic sports car, I'd love to hear what Ron's idea of an exotic <laughs> sports car manifested into him and his soul. Well, I have a, a bow tie uh, firmly tattooed here somewhere. Uh Yeah. <laughs> how about a how about a Corvette Z06? Oh, there we go. Okay, I kind of would hope you'd say a Corvette something. Yes. You know, it runs through yes. your blood. I think that motor oil. Yes, the, with the, the Z07 package and the ceramic brakes and Ooh. all the aero kit. Yes, nice. gotta be able to go fast. There, yeah, absolutely. If you're Ron, you go fast and sound. Wait, 
And sound good too. Yeah, that's, that's really important for sure. So run up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. Hey Cars Yeah listeners, I have a question. What's the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior? It's with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's the fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft is the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers, and they are crafted to fit like a custom suit, with over 80,000 patterns available. And they're made in the USA. But Covercraft is much more than car covers. Their vehicle protection system protects your cars, motorcycles, watercrafts, and RVs, exteriors from the elements, and the interiors from the wear and tear of daily life. Car covers, front end masks, dash covers, seat covers, floor mats, and much, much more. Covercraft offers you a full array of custom accessories made specifically for and styled to complement and protect your special vehicle. Covercraft is the right choice. I use them on all my vehicles, and your special vehicles will love them too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. And you can get free shipping when you use the code at checkout, CARSYEAH. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. All right, Ron, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Okay. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received yeah that would be i i let's let's stick with the racing topic actually the uh one of the original owners of of canadian tire motorsport park the advice he gave to me was ron you don't have a lot of money forget about single seaters pursue sports car racing get yourself hooked up with one of the manufacturers they're looking for drivers if you're any good you could get a nice you could have a nice long career uh, racing sports cars with a manufacturer. He was right. Great advice. You know, I had Patrick Long on the show not too long ago, and he said the exact same words. Of course, we know he races for Porsche, and he was given that same advice as a young man. You know, find a manufacturer you trust and you like, lock in with them and stay yep. with them, and you can create a very nice racing career instead yep. of uh, the challenges that are faced with, especially open wheel and the money you've got to bring to the table with that kind yep. of racing. So very good advice. Who gave you that advice? One of the original... Uh, Owners of Canadian Tire Market Park, Harvey Hudis. Harvey. Thank you, Harvey. <laughs> yes, thank you, Harvey, indeed. What was, uh, if you could share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success on the track and in business over these years? You know what? I think just focus. You never lose sight of the, never lose sight of the goals. Yeah, you can get distracted, but, but you also have to have like-minded people around you. I'm very blessed. My, my wife has been a terrific partner and has been very helpful with my career. And again, the, the race teams that I've been able to be with, again, some of the sponsors I've had over the years have, have become lifelong friends. 
and it's really about not only staying focused and, and not losing sight, but making sure you've got great people around you. And I think if you're able to show your, your passion for whatever it is you're doing, it'll attract good people too. Yeah, absolutely. I've heard that from so many people. It's so true. We are the culmination of the people we hang around. Uh, something we teach our children. I know you have three beautiful children. I've got two. And, you know, you always want to make sure, you know, hang around the right kind of people. <laughs> That's so important, the influences and so forth. And that focus, I always say there's a great acronym, follow one course until successful. Focus, that laser that. focus. That's, yeah. That's, that's a good that's a good one. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners you think they would really enjoy? Yeah, you know what? I, I just love, I mean, I love car racing. So I, you know, from the, going on the, on the, the various websites, uh, the racing sanctioning body websites, checking out what's going on, you know, at racer.com, National Speech Board News. Those are, you know, if you're into the, if you're into, you're into the sport, um, it's not difficult to find great information. Yeah, absolutely. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read recently that you think our listeners would really enjoy reading as well? I'm currently into a bunch of, Fiction, and there's a, well, that's okay. there's a Canadian author. Yeah, William Deverell. He's a he, he's a former lawyer. He's got some really neat crime fiction. Yeah, William Deverell. It's it's a it's a bit of quality escape. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That makes and, sense. Anyway, Robert, I've just gotten through a bunch of the old Robert Parkers. Uh, okay, <laughs> Parker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice escape. Not very helpful, but that's kind of what I'm into. At the moment. That's okay. See, that's I'm, okay. I'll remind our listeners you can find links to all these great resources at carsyad.com slash ronfellows on his very own show notes page. And there's a great place on the Carsyad website called Guest Recommended Books where you can go there and with quick, easy links to purchase some of these books I'll list that Ron likes and all the past 469 guests before him. So absolutely fantastic. All right, we are up to the checkered flag. You know what that means. We're nearing the end of the race here. And this last question can be a real doozy. I'm going to buy you any collector car you want in the world. Don't worry about the price because I'm going to go out there and uh, raise my paddle if it's in an auction or take it out of somebody's collection. But you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. you got to keep it, got to drive it, got to enjoy it. And I'll include race car in that collector car, collector race car, if you will. What would that one vehicle be and why? Old Formula One car. Well, okay, I well, that's a start. That, that, uh, <laughs> yeah, I want, I believe it's 1976, and it's the... P34 Tyrrell, and that would be the six-wheel Tyrrell Formula One car. That was such a neat, neat car. Yes. Saw a race here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just very unique. Buy me that, Mark. You buy you that one. You know, I've seen <laughs> one of those run at Laguna Seca at the historic races, and um, I'm trying to think, who are some of the people that drove those? Can you think of some of the... Yeah, the guy that stood out to me most was Ronnie Peterson. Uh, yeah. And uh, I believe it was 76 here at uh, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, pouring rain. And he did, he was, uh, he was out there almost the entire practice by himself mm-hmm. in the six wheel tarot. Incredible. And I was able to get to a lot of the corners and just see what he was doing in the rain, his yeah. rain line. And, uh, but yeah, certainly Ronnie Peterson, Jody Schechter, Patrick DePaye, um, those are three that uh, come to mind right away. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic car. Such a unique, uh, innovative thought process. Yeah, yeah, when they came out, I'm sure everybody went, what on earth are they thinking? <laughs> you know, but uh, it's kind of like the cars when the, like the chaparrales came out, you know, with those yeah. Yeah. vacuums yeah, on sure. the back and, everybody, and the wings on them and, you know, everyone going, what on earth did you come up with now? So very nice choice. I love that. I love vintage racing and I understand you're going to be starting some vintage racing here soon, right? 
Yes, well, uh, I'm going to run uh, at Sebring in a few weeks in the SVRA event in a 69 Camaro, an old Trans Am car. This is uh, uh, the 50th anniversary of the Trans Am series. I, I spent a, a good deal of my career in, uh, in the Trans Am series. It, it means a lot. To, uh, least it, it's a, it was fantastic racing. It's got a tremendous history, and, and it'll be neat to be part of it part of the celebration and uh, see you bring in a few weeks. Well, it's pretty cool. And as a guy who I used to vintage race, and I hope to get back into that someday, when we see you professional drivers come back into vintage racing, there's a bit of intimidation that occurs. <laughs> but there's also a great opportunity to, you know, the uh, camaraderie that vintage racing where we can come up and talk to you and say, how do you take that line? How can I take that line a little faster? So you've got kind of a built-in driving coach there, I think, which is, <laughs> is kind of nice for those of us truly novice uh, vintage racer. So good to see you back in the sport that way. Fantastic. Happy to help, Mark. Happy to. There you go. There you go. Ron, you've taken me on an awesome ride around the track today. I knew you would, and I, I've really enjoyed your stories, and I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listeners and with me. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you tear off down the track in that Tyrrell P34? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Follow your dreams, live your passion. I've been really fortunate to be able to have done that and do, and continue to do that. Yeah, absolutely. You are living the dream for sure. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your companies? Uh, yeah, I think if you just go to uh, go to ronfellows dot com, there are there's some links to the to the racetrack, the driving school, and also my uh, my Facebook page. Awesome. And so yeah, ronfellows dot com. Awesome. Very easy. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to all these great sites and everything that Ron has been so kind to share with us today on his very own show notes page at carsyad.com. Just type Ron into the search bar. That page will top up. And I'd encourage you, if you can get up to the racetrack in Ontario this year, get up there and enjoy some of the racing in a fantastic facility. If you want to learn how to drive, go to the driving school and have some fun there and learn how to be safer on the road and the track, which Indeed. is a great thing for everybody. Ron, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for uh, learning how to Skype today with me on, on Cars. Yeah, your <laughs> first you. Skype experience. So hopefully it was a fun Thank one for you. you. Yeah, it was great Thank fun. You. And for sharing your experiences in your history and what you've got in your future with uh, the Cars Yeah listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks very much, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.